say we have an, a huge recession like we had actually uh, October 2007 and March 2009 where the market lost 57% from the peak to the bottom. That's that max drawdown. We want to limit our clients to a 10% maximum loss. And how we do that is a mixture of safe investments and lower risk investments, which maybe we'll have to have Casey come on this podcast here sometime so yeah. we can talk about how we can, in the market, they actually hedge into safer investments when things get volatile so our clients don't take the full hit of the market losses. It's time for the Retirement Reality Podcast with the founder of Principal Preservation Services, Mike Koyanen. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Retirement Reality Podcast. I'm Ben George alongside Mike Coynan, the founder and owner of Principal Preservation Services. Mike, how are you? I'm doing awesome today. I hear your daughter's getting married. Are you pretty excited, nervous, overwhelmed, feeling pretty comfortable? Where, where are you at right now? You know, I'm focusing on work right now. My, <laughs> wife, my wife and daughter have been doing a lot of the planning, so I know there's been a lot of sleepless nights for my, my wife getting up middle night, writing things down, you know, just remembering to do this, remembering to do that. So it's all going to come to head on Friday and uh, I can sleep well at night. You know, I just pay, I just pay the bill. That's right. all I have to do. I have the easy part. That is not always the easy part for some weddings, depending on where you're at. But is this your first wedding for your children or not? Our second. second um, okay. Our oldest got married last year, our second oldest uh, this year. You know, the good thing is, yeah, we're paying for it, but it, we're not, it's nothing extravagant. I mean, it's going to be a very nice wedding, a barn wedding, but... You know, the nice thing is our daughter and, and son-in-law, they're not expecting, you know, to have the carriage rides and, you know, every <laughs> the full hilt. Uh, right. We're going to have a very nice wedding at a very nice location uh, within a very uh, reasonable budget. So you know, some of these six-figure weddings that people have, I just don't get. No wedding loans for Mike no, and his family. <laughs> absolutely not. As we've talked about before. If you don't know Mike, Mike is, as I mentioned, the founder owner of Principal Preservation Services. They have offices in Woodbury and Hudson, and they serve all the, the St. Paul area in, in western Wisconsin. You can find them online as well at principalpreservationservices.com and check out Mike's book, Mama's Secret Recipe for Retirement Success. Today's show, we're going to go uh, into the mailbag, get a couple of questions from listeners first off, and then we'll dive into our main topic on retirement constants, the things that affect everybody's retirement plan rather than the variables we talked about last time. So that'll be our main topic today. So let's begin with our mailbag. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. So first one I've got for you, Mike, comes from Annie. And she asks, most of my 401k is invested in company stock is that bad? Could be. That's a, a, you know another loaded question because it all depends what the stock is. I think having all your eggs in one basket, we all hear that saying, is a bad idea. Now, it could turn out to be very, really a good deal for you, but it could also turn bad because we've all heard of companies that were looking promising, doing having a good years flop. And if they flop when you're ready to retire or in that process, that could hurt your your retirement plan. I think it's okay to have some company stock. We work with a lot of 3M employees that have a 3M stock in their 401ks. And you know, as of a, a meeting we had recently, if if you haven't seen that, but 3M stock took like a 38% dive in wow. this last year with some you know bad you know press and lawsuits and things like that that's going on with the company so when you have all your money 
in one stock, losing about 40% of your portfolio, that can affect it, especially if you're retired. So wrong of a company as 3M is and how long they've been around and the history they have, that's a great company. But when you're getting close to retirement, is it a good idea to have too much? Absolutely. Thank you, Annie, for that question. Remember, you can always send in your questions online at principalpreservationservices.com. Also, you can connect with us on Facebook. All right, the next question comes in from Lucy, who asks, how often should I be meeting with or talking to my financial advisor? I get a birthday card from his company, but that's about it. Well, I'm glad they remember your birthday. I like, you know, <laughs> I think that's great. That's a nice touch, though, but you should be getting more than just birthday cards. It's funny, I have a, a client that was new to me about a year ago, and she said, all I was getting was a Christmas card or invite for the Christmas party every year, but I wasn't ever had meetings with him. And she goes, I never got to talk about my money. And I think that's the most important part, right? It's nice to have the little extra things, but if you're not sitting down with your client, how are you supposed to know them to make sure you're doing the right job, they're in the right funds or the right type of investment? So now it's different per client. Sometimes if they're still working, they don't have time to meet every quarter. Sometimes it's every six months or at least at the worst once a year. But a lot of retirees want to get together three or four times a year. Again, it's at the client's comfort level, but you need to be making that at a regular basis. One is the absolute minimum if your money is invested in the market because things are changing. And I think that, that'd be important. It's nice to get the birthday card. <laughs> That's very nice. So. <laughs> Yeah, you want a little bit more than that, though. Uh, it makes yeah. sense. All right, so let's go into our main topic for today. And as I mentioned, our last episode, we talked about retirement variables, things that change from person to person. But today we want to focus on retirement constants, things that will affect everybody in retirement. So everybody's situation is different, but these things we know will have an impact on your plan and your portfolio. So we're going to run through five different items today and let Mike kind of explain why they're important and what you can do to kind of prepare yourself for them. The first one is inflation. We all know that inflation is going to be taking place every single year, 3% about mm -hmm. uh, every single year. So how do we factor that into our plan? Yeah, we factor then all of our clients' plans is because if you need five, $6,000 a month today to pay bills and live life comfortably, what will that look like in five years, 10 years, 15 years? Because, you know, inflation is constant. And we factor a little bit above three, 3.15% or one four. But Social Security is only averaging about 2%. And we know if you have a pension, a lot of pensions are stagnant and you get a, a monthly check and that does not have, you know increase with inflation. So you have to make sure your money is keeping up or you have enough money that you don't run out of money before you run out of life. So that is a huge deal because I know a lot of other companies that said, well, if you need $5,000 a month and you know that's 60000 a year for 20 years, you need $1.2 I go, you're going to need more than $1.2 because you have to factor that with inflation. So what did we pay for a car when you were in college, Ben? You know, what were you paying? What was a good price of a car? For a car, my first car, I think, cost me $5,000. $5,000? Well, when I was a... Yeah, junior in high school, I bought my car for eighteen fifty, one thousand eight hundred fifty dollars. Well, it was used, of course, right. but it was a eight year old car. I paid for eighteen hundred fifty dollars. It had less than a hundred thousand miles on it. You know, eighteen hundred fifty dollars. You can't buy really. A, we're getting cars for our kids who are driving and, and have jobs and school activities. 
to spend you know under five thousand dollars is hard to find a good car for under five thousand mm-hmm. dollars that's not loaded with miles and issues. So we know inflation's real. I know I paid seventy seven thousand nine hundred dollars for my first house, which it, it, people laugh at because when I hear my client said, "Well, I only paid thirteen thousand dollars <laughs> for my first house or twenty thousand so that's just all relative where we are today, but we know things are increasing, so does your expenses. We know that Medicare costs go up every year. We know that you know housing costs, whether you're renting or whether you know we have property taxes still to pay, you have homeowners insurance to pay, the cost of foods go up, doctor visits. Everything, even if you're doing estate planning, you, what you pay attorney today at $300, $350 an hour today is going to be different in 20 years. You'll probably be paying 500 bucks an hour in 15, 20 years. So we need to plan for inflation. Yeah, I think that's funny about the houses. I, I just happened to look at something the other day. I think I saw it online, but somebody posted this old, this old neighborhood that's close to where I live. That It's a really nice neighborhood now. It's around a golf course. When they were first building the homes, they had them listed and they had the designs and the layouts and you could get the the cheapest one they had was i think around like $10,000 for all the all the costs to build it and everything wow. uh, the high end house was like $30,000 and now these homes are four or five six hundred thousand dollar homes you know just 60 years later i mean not really not that long of a period but yeah it's pretty clear that inflation has a huge effect some areas really big effect like housing but we know that's going to affect our portfolio at some points so we got to plan for it The next thing is rising taxes. Right now, we're in a great, great time period, right? Historically Mm -hmm. low tax Mm -hmm. rates. But that only means things have to go up, right? Yeah, they will. Uh, And the tax reform will expire eventually. So we know that these tax rates will change, most likely back to where they were, revert back to where they were. But how do we take advantage of that today? Find out what tax brackets we're at today and where you're going to be in the future. Now's a good opportunity to we maximize the tax brackets, I think is important. You know what? The year 70 and a half is when the IRS says you have to take out your required minimum distributions and start paying the taxes on your your money that you've got a tax break on so far. Well, between uh, retirement and 70 and a half, sometimes it's a good opportunity, even if you don't need the money, to maximize these brackets. So let's just say that after your, your standard deduction, your taxable income is $55,000, but we know the 22% bracket starts almost at 79,000. So let's take out 24 grand out of your IRA or 401k and pay the taxes at it while it's at a 12% bracket married filing jointly, rather than if you delay everything until 70 and a half and just say you have a million dollars in your your IRAs, 401ks, you're going to pay 22% and then some. So it's just a just being smart with your money. Where would you rather you'd rather pay twelve percent today on your taxes rather than pay twenty two percent later in taxes? So we're just trying to take advantage of that for our clients and be just tax aware of where you are today. We're not tax preparers, we're tax planners for our clients to make sure that you're getting the best bang for your buck. And along with taxes, Mike and his team will help you out with investing in the market. And this is the next constant. You know, If you're going to invest in the market, you have to understand that brings along with it volatility. So how do you set up a plan? No matter even how conservative you are, you're going to deal with volatility. So how does that factor into the plan, that risk factor? Yeah. And I, I think I just mentioned in the previous episode is we have our clients take risk assessments every time they come in here before anything is invested. So we make sure that you're lining up with your goals and your your tolerance. 
And so, you know, I have Casey's in my office here and he handles all the risk management for our office under Principal Well Services. You know, he, he handles that 100% for our clients. But so we, we have clients in the market. We have clients that are not in the market. The key is finding that perfect balance. What we're finding is most people are too aggressive leading into retirement. And we want to just, let's reset that, you know, reset that to a appropriate plan and actually have you understand the plan you're at, you're on. Most people have a, a pile of investments today. They have a bunch of IRAs, 401ks, 403bs. They think they have a plan, but they also have as a, as a bunch of stuff, right? They have just a bunch of IRAs, retirement accounts, but not a plan. And it's our goal to make your your accounts into a plan by adjusting the volatility, invest you into something that is more appropriate for you. Our philosophy here in our office is when you're in retirement, we don't want our clients to lose anything more than 10% of their total value that's invested. If we have another 2008, let's just say we have a huge recession like we had actually uh, October 2007 and March 2009, where the market lost 57% from the peak to the bottom. That's that max drawdown. We want to limit our clients to a 10% maximum loss. And uh, how we do that is a mixture of safe investments and lower risk investments, which maybe we'll have to have Casey come on this podcast here sometimes so we can talk about how we can, in the market, they actually hedge into safer investments when things get volatile so our clients don't take the full hit of the market losses. Very important. Yeah, it is very important. Another thing that's essential to, to your plan is healthcare. And this is a constant that you have to factor in. Everybody's going to need a plan for how they're going to handle healthcare expenses in the future and in their later years of retirement. So how do you, how do you build a plan to, for this consideration? Yeah, well, that's Healthcare is one of the the big factors right now we're finding is why people are working as long as they have to because people are postponing retirement where they used to retire at 60, 62, 63. Now they're like almost feel forced to work till 65 because of the healthcare cost. They don't want to be paying. Maybe they have the money, but they don't want to. It's, you know, pay more money for uh, health insurance than they were paying for their mortgage at one time. So we know Medicare kicks in at 65 and so you get the medicare part b you got a and b a is free b you pay about a, most people are paying about 135 dollars a month for part b and then also you, you pick up a supplement on top of that so most people are paying about 250 275 a month total with their supplement and that and they can afford that the problem is if you retire earlier if you don't have an hra or hsa some type of account to offset the cost of health care that you would have saved it's a tough ordeal to retire sooner. So, but unless you're a state worker, government worker, um, we work with a lot of federal employees. We help a lot of people with at the VA medical center understand their benefits, and they can easily retire at 62 and have health care earlier. Some can even retire at 60 and have health care covered because they're working under the government system. So everybody's different. The key is factoring those expenses. And you could possibly retire earlier and be under the Affordable Care Act, but you really have to watch your income because if you go a dollar above that that threshold, you have to pay those subsidies back. And there's a couple of nightmare stories where people have come in here and told me what they did and they went over their limit of income. This is before we met. I no, no advice <laughs> I gave, but they told me the nightmare stories, how much money they had to pay back. So it's great if you can live within the, that low budget for a few years, 
The tough thing is if you go over, you're in trouble. Well, another area of cost that you have to consider are fees and commissions. So, you know, we know there are costs associated with anything you do in the financial world. So how do you minimize those costs or, you know, maybe even maximize what you're actually getting in exchange for what you're paying? Yeah, and that's that's the thing. What's the difference between a fee and commission? So let's just, you know, a little history or a little okay. educational se- uh, session here is there's a broker-dealer world when you invest. There's also the fiduciary world when you work with registered investment advisories. So, you know, our principal wealth services company works with a registered investment advisory firm, and that's where they, we charge a flat fee. So when you work, you have fees with our client's money that's invested. It's a flat fee-based. And so that just says when Casey, who is our independent advisor representative, gives advice, if he gives advice for a client to be in C fund or you know investment C as opposed to investment D, it doesn't matter because one client might be in D, one might be in C, one be in Z. We're uh, compensated the same. We're flat fee. Now the difference is in broker dealer world where they are actually uh, commission based. They can actually pick the investments, and they don't have to put the client's best interest first. That's how the ruling is. I'm just reading you know the the definition of the broker dealer world. And they can actually get big commissions right up front. So you're talking about the variable annuities they sell, make big commissions. These class A mutual funds, upfront fees, big commissions. They don't have to be the client's best uh, interest. They just have to be suitable for them. So it's important to know, what are you paying fees? Are you paying commissions? Our philosophy here and our goal for our clients is to have their total fees of all their monies invested be less than 1%, 1% or less. And we're finding that is because a lot of what we're helping our clients with is safer investments that have no fees, no risk, along with mixture of managed accounts that have one, uh, you know 1% management fee plus the cost of investment. So their average cost is usually less than 1% total of their, of their assets. And when you look at that, people are like, I can deal with that to have my money professionally managed and watched over and I'm paying not even 1%. And that's a lot more bang for the buck they had than they were with some other broker that wasn't even watching their account. They just invested the money 10 years ago and they haven't seen the guy since. Mm-hmm. So the, it's a different philosophy. I'd rather have more hands on than have somebody just uh, make commission off of me that's not really putting together a plan. Yeah, that's good to know. Look, all these retirement constants are going to affect you and your plan. So you need to know about inflation, rising taxes, market volatility, healthcare, fees and commissions, all five of these things you need to kind of be planning for and have them factored in to what you're doing and your strategy so you can have the retirement that you want and the retirement you expect to have. So the best way to do that is to work with a professional, someone that can go through all the fine details and help you understand how each one of these affect your portfolio and, and how to build around what you want. And Mike's team's great at that. Principal Preservation Services can help you with each one of these. And you can find them online at principalpreservationservices.com. You can call his office, 855-987-8888, or you can visit them. They have an office in Woodbury and in Hudson, either one of those, whatever's more convenient to you. And his team will help you work through each of these items and structure your plan and help you avoid those horror stories that uh, we heard about from some of the previous clients that uh, came to Mike trying to sort out some issues they had in prior times. So don't be that person that has that big issue that you have to correct. (laughs) Get on top of it early on. All right, Mike, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the Retirement Reality Podcast. 
as always, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or whichever Please do. podcasting yeah. app yes, that you use so that you can have the next one delivered to your inbox. We have a new episode published every single week, and the next one will be coming soon. So make sure you hit that subscribe button on your way out. Mike, take care. Good luck at the wedding. Thanks, Ben. You have a great week. All right. That'll do it for the Retirement Reality Podcast. We will talk to you next time. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.